Gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 12th, 2022. This is the B Block coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. Uh, it's going well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York, where <clears throat> Um, well, it's a pretty nice day today. Pretty good weather over here. It's been nice here also. Uh, I, I, I've got a hot take for you, Sam. I want to know what you think about this. Because I've been spending too much time on social media lately. And I've... Okay. Lately? <laughs> lately, exactly. Lately. And I have... As opposed to regular times. That the most toxic, corrosive and damaging social media application is actually Instagram. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going right now. So part of this is because of Facebook Reels. Do you know what I mean when I'm talking about Facebook Reels? Is that the same as Facebook Live? No, it's not the same as Facebook Live. These are these like TikTok style videos that Facebook, who owns Instagram, is now embedding in your Facebook feed. And it's all white women dancing badly. Okay. And so, but they're all their Instagram posts. And so, because I love, apparently, 20-second videos of white women dancing badly... I have discovered this entire corner of Instagram that are these quote-unquote Instagram influencers that's just white women dancing badly. And I am just driven mad because these folks have like 2 million Instagram followers and they Mm -hmm. just post the same fucking video over and over and over again. And driving yeah. insane. I uh, went to this um, art museum recently, where it was all about um, it was the uh, internet, the ICP, the International Center for Photography, and what the exhibit was all about. Is that the, what Huh? What but It's in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Uh, downtown. And <clears throat> it is, it's a great museum, actually. I really love it because it's just the perfect size. It's like a small museum, but, you know, you go there and you can see everything in like two, three hours, whatever, and spend a good amount of time on anything. And it's just like, I always, at at that point, I'm kind of art, art out, you know what I mean? After two or three hours. And yeah. So it's just perfect because it's like, you know, you don't have to feel like you're missing something or you don't feel like you have to rush through anything. And it's really good. Um, But anyway, this one exhibit, which was really cool, was this. It was all about um, kind of the uh, the explosion of 
images and the kind of overwhelming amount of images that there are everywhere all the time. And this one, one per one artist's like piece in the exhibit was like kind of a slideshow, but it was all pictures taken from Instagram influencers, these people that you're talking about. Yeah. And it was just everybody taking, they were all travel and quote unquote travel influencers. It was everybody taking the same picture from the same place. So it was just like oh. 50 different pictures of this one like crack that like this one cenote in Mexico. And the whole thing was kind of about how it's like, oh, we have this kind of um, this illusion of like variety. But the fact is, is the people that are kind of the people that are making the living doing this is like in a very narrow spectrum. So my, it was cool. My thought about that is Machu Picchu, which I have never been to, but I would love uh -huh. to go there. And that's right. a really interesting question because I've had multiple Facebook friends go to Machu Picchu and apparently there is one, the one photo uh, friendly perspective that you take your selfie of yourself in front of the entire city of Machu Picchu. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? Totally. And that's a very, you know, to connect it to, I think, what you're talking about, that's a very interesting connection between the authenticity of this ancient holy city and the replication, the, you know, how can you have an individualized um, connection through experience, which is what travel, I would argue, is supposed to give you but it's filtered through, here I am in front of Machu Picchu. Here I am in front of the Eiffel Tower. Here I am in front of the one cenote in southern Mexico. Right. But it wasn't really like everyone goes to this cenote. It was like every one of these influencers takes their picture at the same time of day from the exact same spot, right? Because it's like a million people, millions and millions of picture, people have pictures of themselves in front of the Eiffel Tower, but it's, right. you know, there's just these people who are doing it, who are supposedly influencers are actually just repeating themselves over and over. There's nothing fresh about it. Well, there's nothing fresh about Instagram, I would say. Right. Uh, uh, I, like you've tra you've traveled more than I have in your life. I think I'm pretty well traveled, but like the point of going to other countries, cultures, parts of the world is eat like food. eat food. <laughs> it's to eat food. No. It's to eat the food. That's the reason. Right. You're right. It's to eat the food. <laughs> Right, but why do you eat the food? Because you want to actually experience that culture. Right. For for what it is. Yeah. Right. Um, and and something about the I'm gonna call it the Instagram culture is like you, you've talked to me about this in food culture, the phone eats first. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In and of itself is fine, 
But if the foe needs first, then the reason for travel becomes different. I'm, my point isn't to have like an authentic connection with this other culture through their food. My point is to take a goddamn picture and post it on Instagram. Well, then eat the food. You can do both. You can do both. The one does not necessarily negate the other. And maybe, no, exactly. Yeah, maybe there are folks who do that <clears throat> well, like good travel blogs or good tra I mean, I'm sure there are worthwhile travel Instagram accounts, although I don't know of any. Yep. Um, yeah, traveling is, I don't know. I, you know, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm a chef, but I think that like food culture is the kind of bedrock of all culture. Um, and I think it's the thing that is the most unifying or whatever of any, you know, any cultural thing, because it's like everybody eats, right? And yeah. when people, you know, I work with a bunch of immigrants and I have, you know, no, I know a lot of immigrants and, and everything, like the thing that they feel the most strongly connected to from their home is always their food. Um, so, um, and I think, you know, part of the reason that America is sometimes culturally bankrupt at times, it seems, is because we don't have that kind of unifying food baseline culture that other countries do, that other cultures do, you know? Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I had a similar conversation with a friend just a few days ago about how the when there's a impromptu gathering at a house, everyone goes to the kitchen. Yeah, hangs out in the kitchen. They hang out in the kitchen. It, the <clears throat> least comfortable chairs are in the kitchen. The worst lighting, you know, for just socializing is in the kitchen but everybody always goes to the kitchen because that's where food is and that's also I, I think you'll agree with me on this where smells are and like the scent of the food is really important to a sense of cultural belonging right that's also usually where the booze is kept and the booze mm, that's a good point yeah <laughs> slash hidden <laughs> slash hidden yeah exactly <laughs> now you've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times I'm going to bring it up again because what I assume you're talking about with American cultural bankruptcy in food culture is because of like fast food in Asia no no I'm saying that like the reason that we are becoming a culture that like deifies billionaires who are essentially just withholding money from the masses is because we don't have a food culture. Okay, you're going to have to explain that. Well, I'm just saying I think that the food culture is the baseline for community, essentially. Um, and the reason that we are all that the reason that like America and Americans seem to be fine with the fact that, you know, Jeff Bezos has a trillion dollars that he's not using for anything other than sending himself to space. And the fact that, you know, 
Amazon workers are making minimum wage and can't even like, you know, are being just completely destroyed when they try to unionize is because we don't have that baseline community feeling that's brought, that is fed by culture with the base, the bedrock of which is food culture. Hmm. But, but we have such a strong potentially patchwork system of food cultures, everything from soul food to, to Italian food to the full Irish breakfast. We've talked about all these food cultures. Maybe none of them are American, like then you get, you know, what is American food culture? Right. We do have. Well, it's McDonald's, right? right? Like it's that's Mc, what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's McDonald's. Yeah. <clears throat> right. But that's, that again is not a community thing. That's a capitalist thing. Like, yes. Okay. McDonald's that, is it, not. But okay. I agree with you if that's what you say. But you know that there are these micro food cultures within the American food culture that can be nodes of resistance against the capitalist machine of McDonald's. Right, but then, you know, there's like regional, like food cuisine cultures in countries like France or Mexico or Thailand or whatever. And, but there is, there's like an overarching, like this is French food, this is, Italian food, this is Thai food, like that's not, you know, it's not like, oh, this is, we eat this here and they don't eat it there. And that's something that divide, like divides us, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, America's so big too, that's the other thing. But, you know, it's like, you know, like I don't know what the fuck they're doing down in Florida and I don't really feel much of a connection to them despite the fact that or, you know, Texas or Mississippi or, you know, Utah. Um, and I'm like geographically very separated from those places, but also I feel like culturally as well separated from those places. And I think that that has to do not just with geography, but the fact that there's not a lot, I mean, not, I mean, New York and Florida, I guess are pretty connected, but it's like, there's not a lot culturally that it's connecting me and where I am and how I live my life to those places, you know? Okay, but you know that you could go to Florida, you could go to Miami and get the best Cuban sandwich that you've ever had. Sure. You know that you could go to Louisiana and get the best crayfish po'boy that you've ever had. You know right. that you could go to Austin, Texas and get the third best barbecue that you've ever had. Yeah. If that fourth best top top five (laughs) Texas barbecue sucks. Um, Uh, yeah, right. But there's not like I know that I can go to you know Paris and get the best baguette I've ever had. It's not you know, it's there's there's not a lot different there, you know what I mean. Wait, wait, I, I, I think I know what you mean. And I think your complaint is capitalism. Right, it's not really a complaint. It's more like a philosophical, like, sure. tangent. 
Sure, and I love that. But what I'm saying is that, like, how come in the United States of America, we have this patchwork of food cultures that I believe is some of the best food culture in the world. Right. I would agree with you that we don't have a a, a national quote unquote food culture because of we we don't have a national food identity and because of that we don't have a national identity you know? why is that a weakness well because you know i think that that leads to things like the january 6th riots or you know us not being able to come together as a country on fucking literally everything like we're dealing a situation where this black woman is nominated to be on the Supreme Court and like half of our government like hates her because she's a black woman. And that's just okay. That's just the thing that is okay to the people that those people represent. No, and like, it's not just okay. It's like supported in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? And it's because it's like, oh, well, you know, wherever, Ted Cruz's base is is like it's okay to be like, well, you know, you know, it's okay to be racist against black women or whatever. And I feel like if there was a national, if we could agree to certain things as a national identity, then we wouldn't have to deal with shit like that. Okay, but what like I I like this, but what if instead, instead of saying we need to agree to a national identity, it was we agree that our strength is our cultural diversity, right? Which is Cuban sandwiches, soul food, and shitty barbecue. Right, that would be fine. And I think that that's like what people, I think that's like the party line that people like give lip service to, but I don't think that's actually true because it's like, it's not okay. It's like, you know, it's Texas barbecue hates soul food. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. what it, it's like, oh, this is not Texas barbecue. Therefore, it is less than or like scary or like, you know, whatever. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Because I- it's like, oh, it's America. It's important that like, people that you know ted you know the far right has a voice it's like you know that's potentially true but also it's like that's not the way that it actually shakes out in in you know it's like republicans in the government just do everything they can to shut the government down if there's a democrat in power you know what i mean and like vice versa it's not like oh this is the will of the people. This is the. This is how America works. This is what like diversity and the melting pot. It's like no. It's like you are other than. Then we will do everything that we can to stop you from being able to like exercise, essentially. And then they like whip. You know, it's like oh, Obama is a terrorist or whatever. You know. But if the national cuisine is not going to be McDonald's, what's it going to be? I don't know. I mean, we may be too far down the road there. It's bologna sandwiches. Yeah, bologna sandwiches are pretty good. 
<laughs> like hey, I hear what you like. Let me be fair. Like I agree with you. There are Nazis in France too, right? Like they're going. Totally. They may be seizing power yeah. here. Right. Yeah, they're going to their runoff, and it's Macron, the centrist, versus Le Pen, the Nazi. The Nazi. <laughs> Right. Let's, Le Nazi is what let's, her name like, let's actually Let's not is. pretend that like French people are better than American people. Maybe they have institutions that um, preserve their national identity better, including like, don't they have like actual like, this is what the definition of French food is and the government tells you. Yeah, and wine as well. Yeah, but and, you know they also have things like you know thirty-five hour work week health and like healthcare and you know like appreciating paid vacations like built into all of their hiring practices. You know they like they have a lot of things that they've agreed. It's like okay, we're going to take care of people to this extent, and you know I guess Le Pen is running on kind of. No, not she's not even she's anti-immigrant. That's her whole thing. She's not gonna dismantle the social right. No one is like no one's like screaming to repeal Obamacare. You know what I mean? Like no, no, she just wants to kill all the Turkish people. Just all the darkies, yeah. All the darkies, yeah. I think is the term that she uses. En français. Yeah. <laughs> uh because but but I think you you're getting at something and I don't know what it is because, because, okay, what if we, fuck, we, really it's, oh, uh, mm, I got it, I got it. The national food of America uh-huh. is a hot dog at a baseball game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That you let black people attend your baseball game and they can sit wherever they want to. Right. And the base the the hot dog costs a dollar ninety-five and you put mustard on it and no ketchup. Right, but see you're gonna get a lot of pushback on the no ketchup thing. I know that's <laughs> that's a me thing. So Right. You can put ketchup. It's America. You're free to do whatever you want to do right. with your hot dog. You can put ketchup on your hot dog, you fucking monster. <laughs> right. Uh, but because what I was going to say is that the national food is McDonald's. And that's terrible. But that's capitalism. Right. But it's also the melting pot. What is the melting pot? Literally, what is the melting pot? A hot dog. It's a goddamn hot. It's a corn-fed fucking hot dog. Maybe a corn dog. Ooh, Ooh. gotta love corn dogs. At the county fair. But it's integrated because the other thing about America is all of these cultural traditions are traditionally segregated. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because you can have good fucking pasta in America. Like, like, ooh, okay. Is the best pasta in the world in America or is it in Italy? 
No, no, probably in Italy. They care about it a lot more over there, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, I don't know, like the best single plate of pasta could be anywhere. But I'd say that consistently, best pasta is probably in Italy. It's not in Saskatchewan. Fuck Saskatchewan. Yeah. But you might get some fucking good caribou up there. You don't know. That's true. Caribou pasta. Ooh, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. But like, I mean, and you know, I don't necessarily think that, like, you know, I'm not saying that the U.S. should become France. Don't get it twisted, okay? But oh, yeah, you know what I am saying is that, like, we could, as a country, kind of try a little harder to like take a little more pride in the shit that we put into our bodies um because i feel like there's a there's a community there's like a con- community strengthening aspect of that you know mm-hmm. yeah hmm. I, do you, you think- know like vermont right i grew up in vermont and vermont has like the highest percentage of its domestic product is like artisanal products, like handmade oh, individual me. producers stuff. And that's all based around cheese making. You know what I mean? Like it all started with like people were just making these kind of cool cheeses and like and it like became a thing. And then people are like, oh we're you know making the hard cider or whatever the fuck else it is that they make. And it's like, you know, there's that's a thing that it's a, you know, and it's become a huge part of the tourism industry in the state. And it's, you know, that's a real thing. That's like a community thing. Um, and you see that, you know, in a lot of places kind of here and there, but there's no sort of like general national consensus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So here's my question for you though, is because it seems to me that your call for uh, a return to a food culture is also based on a critique of capitalism. So are you putting <clears throat> out before the whole? I just don't think, no, I don't think it's a critique of capitalism necessarily. I just don't think that like capitalism is a uh, sustainable replacement for culture, which is kind of the American that's the american philosophy that is that is america (laughs) that that, yeah that's what right exactly america is capitalism is a replacement for culture that's what you um and i think that you know i think that as a country we need to stop pretending like that's a healthy or or safe thing because i don't think it is right but until Um, and you know team that's how we that culture can be like twisted into dangerous ways too if you look at what's happening in russia right now yeah the culture can be a, twisted in a dangerous way or like or the, the right-wing branch of the french you know electorate it's the same thing it's like the french culture is being erased by these immigrants and we need to get rid of them and it's you know it can be a bad thing too but it's like <clears throat> there's no sort of like America's not even really a country at this point. It's like a bunch of different states that are at odds with each other. And 
an increasingly ineffective, inoperating government, you know? Well, and it's being infiltrated by like far right religious fanatics. So mm, that's a tough, yeah. Ideally, capitalism is what was supposed to unite us all. Right. But that's what I'm saying is like that, that's not a thing that works because capitalism can be won. And, you know, when Jeff Bezos is winning, millions of people are losing, you know, and it's like a skewed, like very, an increasingly small amount of winners, an increasingly large pool of losers. Interesting. But, you know, if we like cared a little bit more about the food that we produce and eat, that could change. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, good talk. What did you cook last night? Last night was my company holiday party, so I didn't cook anything. Oh, did you cook the night before? Uh, let's see. Yeah, the night before I had chili and sweet potatoes and tortillas. I got sweet potatoes. I got cooked those sweet potatoes. Oh, and avocado. It was really good. And I'm on this, I'm really, you know, to those of you listeners out there, I went to the doctor and had was diagnosed with dangerously high blood pressure. So I've been no booze, no salt, which also made the holiday party pretty tough. The company party. Um, because everyone was just getting so wasted and eating mushrooms. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go home early. Wait. Um what what never mind. Shiitake um, shiitake mushrooms. Right, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Um, love shiitake mushrooms. But the thing is, is that you know, it's I'm in a better shape than other people who also have to go on no salt, no dairy diets because my cholesterol is also high. So, um, but I had the chili, sweet potato, like sweet roasted sweet potato with chili on top of it, and then avocado and a couple tortillas in it. So fucking good with like chopped onions and jalapenos on top, and a little bit of yogurt. Oh man, I want that right now. Yeah, you should have that. I got almost all those things. I can get some avocado. That sounds good. I made a hobo cassoulet last week. Oh yeah, tell me about that. That was <laughs> fucking amazing. It's everything you can't eat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And everything I shouldn't eat. Yeah, it was, I sauteed garlic, onions, and fried bacon in a pan. And then uh, threw them in a baking oven and put some chicken sausage and lamb chops in there with them. So I had bacon, garlic, onions, chicken sausage, and lamb chops. And then I threw breadcrumbs on top of that and throw that shit in the oven for 25. It was about 45 minutes. Damn, that was delicious. That was... Wait, no beans though? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, beans. And I cooked the beans and okay. also uh, white beans, right. white beans. Uh, and and in uh, chicken stock. I should I added a lot of chicken stock to my bacon, garlic, onion mix yeah um, and now i drained the beans and added chicken stock which sounded 
you know, take away the liquid to add the liquid back in, whatever. Right. Uh, it was very brown. Everything in, in like, oh, and basil leaves. Lots of basil leaves. Huh. That was a good choice. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that was a very good choice. Along with you know garlic, uh, cumin, salt, pepper. I can't remember if I had a tarragon or not. I don't think I did, but maybe I should have. But uh, yeah, the basil leaves were my vegetable. So. Well, I love it. Sounds amazing. It's good. It was good. It was so good. Uh, I'm going to have to do that again sometime. <coughs> um, what should I cook next week? I still have my bland. I got to throw away this bland pork chili. Mm. Yeah. Avocado and sweet potatoes. Yeah, sweet potatoes are like my favorite thing. I love sweet potatoes. I get a lot of sweet potatoes. Yeah, I get a lot of sweet potatoes. I've also been eating um, a lot of bananas, a lot of blueberries, and tomatoes. Actually, uh, I did my my boiling ass roast chicken, and then just sliced up a bunch of raw tomatoes with salt. Like, like that's a good lunch. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like put it in your lunchbox, hunk of those chicken and some tomatoes with with I like salt, but you know, right? I you, love salt. Can you replace salt with vinegar? Or is that still mm. bad for your cholesterol? No, you can do salt with vinegar, but it's well, not I the same because like, it's not like, salt. Like like they're telling you don't have salt. Is vinegar gonna fuck with your blood pressure? Oh no, 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 no. I don't believe yeah, okay. so. So go with vinegar. Yeah, replace salt with vinegar. Yeah, I like vinegar a lot. Yeah, definitely. But I just, you know, I've been doing all the thing is is I also like have been doing working with all this cool like lacto fermentation stuff, but that's all such high salt that I kind of haven't been able to eat as much of that stuff lately, which is kind of a bummer. Like cheeses? What do you mean lacto fermentation? No, it's uh, it's it's like sauerkraut and pickles and stuff. Oh yeah, that's just it's like fermented vegetables. <laughs> and stuff. That's that's just healthy food dipped in salt. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, you can't eat that. <laughs> uh, well, hey, the thing is, is that I ate a whole is. jar of pickles. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's like the it's like we're using bacteria essentially to preserve salt and bacteria to preserve food. And what happens is you you put the vegetables in a salt solution because at like high salt levels, only this one specific kind of bacteria can grow. Mm -hmm. So you like create an environment that's conducive to the type of bacteria that you want to grow to grow and then that bacteria grows and it eats different parts of the plant matter and and releases um and like creates lactic acid which is what makes pickles sour 
but, or you know nowadays the conventional pickles you buy are all pickled in vinegar but like you know the old school like new york kosher dill pickles are fermented in salt it's just the salt brine they get sour because of this um lactic acid mm -hmm. fermentation so and anyway the live live cultures in this food is like really good for you health-wise but it's the salt is pretty high so i really gotta figure out a way to eat some of it without yeah ruining without eating too much of it essentially mm. hi ladies and gentlemen this has been dump on the um, top of the crock think about what you eat when do you go to McDonald's? Yeah. Think about what you eat and think about, you know, your neighbors. Think about, ooh, think about where you, yeah. I don't even know any of my neighbors. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. I just meant like the, the royal neighbors. Right, no, I get that. Food is culture and culture is community. And that's what maybe we are lacking. Right. With our grub hubs and our, what's the other one called? Post uh, Postmates or yeah. um, grub hub. What is another one? DoorDash. DoorDash, yeah. I do love my grub hub. Yeah, super convenient. It's super convenient. Not gonna lie about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're out of here. Uh, we will be back next week with uh more baseball. So please check that out. I'm super excited about this fucking baseball season. Sam, I think you're more excited because you were texting me and I was like, I'm at work, and you texting me, are you? If I'm watching baseball and I'm like I'm at work, and you, I was like, also at work. Yeah, you were at work and watching baseball. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm gonna post this before Saturday, but if I do, check me out. I'm going to that White Sox game. I'm really excited about this. Uh, section one fifty nine. Go White Sox! Oh, I'm so excited. Baseball's the best. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. For Sam, my name is Joel. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. You never miss the water till your well runs dry. Till your well runs dry. You never miss Joe Turner. Till he says goodbye.